0: This is episode 58 of the Kindred Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Sue Allen. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Kindred Mom Podcast. This is the culmination of the last three months that we've been going through the Healthy Mom series and what it looks like to be a healthy mom in mind, body, and soul. If you haven't caught the rest of our series, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for this episode where you can find everything in one place. And it has been a wonderful exploration of just all the ways that we can be healthy as moms. And there are more podcast episodes to listen to as well as many essays that have been contributed by just real moms like you and like me that have had some insight into how to pursue health in these various ways and it's definitely worth checking out. Today's conversation is about creativity, passion, and purpose, and the first segment that I have to share with you includes Robin Chapman, one of the editors from our Kinder Mom team, Alex Davies, who's been serving our community as a writer in these last few months, and you might hear little sounds of her tiny baby that she has with her, which is really fun. It's been really great to have a brand new mama on the show with us. The second half of the show has an exciting duo, Alana Dawson and Amber Salas, who are the hosts of the Mom Wants More podcast. This topic is particularly like what makes their heartbeat, and I am so excited for them to share some of their insight with you in the latter half of the show. Thanks for being here and have a wonderful day. Today we're going to be talking about creativity and passion and purpose as part of our Healthy Soul series. And this is going to be the wrap up of our whole series we've done over the last three months on healthy mind, healthy body, healthy soul. And so I'm excited about this one just because I think it's going to culminate uh, so many of the ideas we've been talking about on the podcast and on the blog. So for the guest today, I would love to welcome Alex Davies, one of our writers in residence this month, as well as Robin Chapman. Welcome, ladies.
1: Hey, it's good to be here. How are you?
0: Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So while we have creativity on the brain, I would love to just jump in and talk about um, just some context of what kind of creativity you weave into your own lives as moms and uh, just what interests have drawn you in these years and what you put your hands to when you are not
2: changing diapers (laughs) and wiping noses. (laughs) I don't mind starting. So, um, I love this word, um, just creativity. And um, I'm definitely geared in that direction as opposed to like a math or science brain. Um, But lately, what I've been really enjoying spending my time doing is home decor projects, anything kind of DIY around our house. And um, I also love doing watercolor painting when I have time to sit for a spell. And I've spent Um, a lot of time over the years, like pretty much my whole life doing different types of writing. And that's kind of one of my main ways to process life and, um, through that, whether it's creative writing or just kind of journal writing. Um, yeah. And then my most recent thing that I've kind of been diving into creatively is a lot of sewing projects making my own clothes. And I started a little side business selling leather earrings. So that's kind of my latest and greatest creative attempt.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I saw those on Instagram. Those are really the, your sketches for them. Those are really cute. Thanks. Yeah. I'm having fun. And I tend to, I, I also write, but I have been really loving just photography, taking pictures Taking my camera around, I haven't done it as much in recent months as I would like to, but um, I'm looking at getting a little bit more into that this spring as the sun comes out. It's it's really dark right now. Like we we're getting more sunlight during the days, but it's still it's still like in the seven eight hour range maybe, and the sun doesn't get very okay. high, so it's hard to get and it's cold. So we're not getting a lot of a lot of good natural light. So I'm looking forward to longer days and just the ability yeah. to. To shoot some more. Um,
0: and for those who don't know, Robin is in Alaska, so she yes. has different kinds of days than many of us.
1: Yes, yes. Most of the year, it's a little bit, little bit wonky. My kids one time told me, told I overheard them say to somebody, "Hawaii is a weird place. It's, it's summer in the daytime and it's winter in the nighttime." Like, <laughs> that's just they just equate. Light with summer and dark with winter. And it's very weird to them to have normal days.
0: That's so funny.
1: Anyway, what do you do, Miss Emily?
0: Well, I think that creativity is, for me, something that draws out just desires and a sense of purpose that if I didn't have an opportunity to do anything creative, I'd probably wither <laughs> and mm-hmm. just really not be able to cope with the rest of my life. And maybe that sounds a little dramatic, but a number of years ago, I just started thinking about how creativity feeds my soul. And there have been a lot of different things I've done over the years to kind of tend to that in different seasons with smaller babies. And as I've added children, it's definitely taken on new life and new directions um, based on what will work for my family. But I've done, I realized just. Anything creativity gets me there. So um, I have so sew- done sewing in the past. I have done some just kind of experimenting with lettering and mm-hmm. you know just anything that allows me to create something beautiful. And um, more formally, I did have a photography business for a little over a decade, which was really fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And when I Kind of put that to rest because it was getting a little crazy trying to (laughs) run a business and have the size family that I have. I decided to take writing way more seriously at that time. And so that has brought on the the whole process of kindred mom, podcasting, you know, so these are all things that I fit into the cracks of my life. Mm-hmm. And I probably fit them into every crack of my life. If there's a space, <laughs> there's something creative going there. Mm-hmm. And um, just one more epiphany that I had, uh, uh, I don't know, it was probably six or seven years ago, was I was really struggling through kind of the drudgery of dealing with all the stuff around my house and all the tasks of motherhood and I realized that if I just changed my perspective to think about I am creating a meal for my family or I am creating a peaceful home that that helped me to deal with some of the things I just really did not want to do (laughs) and and it made me think more creatively about how to do those things in a way that brought me joy. So it's a small switch. It may not work for everyone, but um, it did really help me to approach those things with a little bit more purpose and a lot more enjoyment.
1: And I need to keep that at the, the forefront of my brain. I've heard you talk about, about that, that sort of mindset before. And I'm, just not good at remembering it when I'm in a bad mood.
0: Yeah, well, I, I can't say I'm always good at remembering it either, but I think kind of stepping back from these years of our kids being young and having so many physical needs and needing us to be very close and present I just I feel like if I can step back from that for a minute and just see the bigger picture and how short this time is, um, which I'm starting to feel with now that I have a 13 year old, I'm starting to see that my time with her is so short, like I have five years before she's well, 18. And that's very weird to think about because I've been up to my ears and kids for okay. a long time now. And so I guess for me just seeing that the things that do not seem like creative pursuits the menial everyday ordinary stuff of a mom's life at home is that's why I have grown to feel like it's so important because they are the the components that are building our children's lives and their memories and their relationship and connection with us. And yeah, it just looks like a pile of laundry, but it's actually what is clothing them for the day and preparing them for their adventure that is that present moment. And so just thinking about the menial things of motherhood as an artist's tool, you know, for what is coming is something that has just made motherhood all the more dear to me as opposed to something that I'm just trying to get that part done and get to my other stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. That's
2: so powerful. I think mm-hmm. it is, it's so easy to get like caught up in the drudgery and, and think about what you want to do or the dream that you have that you feel like you're putting off because of yeah. motherhood being in the way almost. I'm doing air quotes right now, but right. <laughs> I was um, at a Bible study last Wednesday morning and we were talking about waiting because that's always good to mm-hmm. talk about, right? And, um, Mm -hmm. I said something about waiting for my dreams till later because of this season of mothering and one of the other moms in the group, uh, just, it really touched her and spoke to her because she had kind of written off her dreams completely. Um, Mm -hmm. because she's a mom of, I think she has six kids right now. Um, and she's a military wife. So her life is just, it's busy and it's so full. Um, and it, that just really stuck out to me that we, we might have things that we do need to put off for a certain season. Like. Mm -hmm. Um, like your photography business came to an end, Emily. but, mm-hmm. um, but everything we do as moms is pretty creative, like problem solving in discipline mm-hmm. or, um, yeah. making a beautiful meal plan for the week. So it's so good to think of those little things as important and give them value.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, and I have to say too, like
0: for a long time, I was terrified that if I let a creative dream go, or if I put it on the shelf for a while, or, I mean, I was quite a wrestling match in my soul when I was deciding whether or not to close my photography business because I thought, if I close this now, I'm never going to have this again. (laughs) And what I realized is that I have new dreams that have come out of that closure and that letting that part go and it has opened space for some other things that to me are – every bit as fulfilling, if not more so than what I was doing at that time. And on top of that, the skills that I learned from that endeavor Mm -hmm. have in every way supported what I'm doing now and have made it possible for me to do all the tiny, random, weird little tasks that go into supporting the kindred mom efforts with relatively small amount of time, because I have the tools, I have, like, I'm not kind of figuring out how to do it as i go it's already been like oh yeah i did that for a decade and oh i had a class for audio recording in college so when i started this podcast like i literally opened it up and i just started and i knew how to edit the files. And I knew how to save. And I don't know, it was just interesting that all of these experiences from the past have culminated in something that is not what I would have masterminded as this is my creative life or where I'm headed or what I'm doing. But um, each little piece has its own role in where I am right now. And that has been really, really fulfilling and exciting to see that we don't have to let go of something with fear that we will never have any time to be creative again. (laughs) And that um, sometimes things take on a new life and a new direction and it can be as beautiful or more so. I'm, I'm more... Fulfilled doing what I'm doing now than I was when I had the business that I loved, partly because this allows me to connect with women and to communicate and do a
2: lot of little creative things all rolled up into one. I love that nothing is wasted; like it all comes together in different ways.
0: Yeah, well, I would love to just talk about just how creativity um, feeds our souls as well as challenges to having purpose and direction in the motherhood years just because of the exhaustion and because of everything that is demanded of us in this time and so if you guys have thoughts about how creativity feeds someone's soul and how to overcome challenges that'd be great.
1: I feel like um when when I'm creating, when I'm doing something that I that I love doing, frequently I find myself like in flow where I'm not really I'm just enjoying my time. Um, and I'm not really paying attention to the clock. My, my husband laughs at me. Um, every now and then I'll go to Starbucks and write in the morning and I'll be like, yeah, I'll be home by nine. Cause you know, he's got to like go to work and he's like, okay. And then like, I'll look at my clock. I, you know, I've been here since five 30 or whatever. Um, and I'll look at my watch and it's like nine 15 and I'm, send him a quick text says sorry got stuck in a writing vortex and he just laughs because that happens to me you know Mm -hmm. as often as not certainly because (laughs) because I'm just like I'm just doing the thing and my brain is my brain is firing in a in a way that's really different from how it does when I'm when I'm home and you know dealing with all the the kid questions which is also like that's also you know, living the dream, but, um, right. <laughs> but it, but it just, my brain works differently. And um, I really, that's just super refreshing to me.
2: It's kind of like being in the zone.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I just don't realize how fast time goes. I, I'm a night owl. And so that's kind of my creative time is at night when everybody mm-hmm. else is finally asleep and quiet. And so it'll be like one in the morning or two. And I always have to pay for it the next morning, but It's so worth it because I think it, I don't know, for me anyway, it just refreshes a part of me um, Mm -hmm. and helps me to feel like a more whole person as opposed to getting completely wrapped up in mothering and keeping tiny people alive and happy, Um, and which is so good, but I think it's just important to have those other outlets to remember who we are outside of motherhood and who we are as people and that we, I think everyone has a creative identity, whether it's in architecture or whether it's in painting or whether it's how they approach motherhood. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So for me, it's kind of, I liked the word you used earlier, Emily, but without it, you feel like a part of you is maybe withering. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, for me it's definitely a life giving thing to do and engage in. And it really doesn't matter if it's writing or if it's, um, last night I was using a rotary cutter and cutting leather, (laughs) but, um, just those parts of your brain, um, Is really life-giving for me.
0: Yeah. One thing that's helped me a little bit with kind of thinking about how to fit creativity in with all the other demands of my time is just taking the pressure off of productivity specifically. Like I'm kind of all about productivity. I love productivity. I love the satisfaction of getting things done. But the more I have leaned into doing something creative just for the joy that it brings me and making that a part of my week at some point during the week uh, has helped a lot. And I know that not everyone can engage creativity with, you know, without a sense of hustle. I got to, you know, get somewhere with this or got to, you know, establish a home-based business or whatever it might be. But I do think that, you know, just the the joy of doing something that you like Mm -hmm. (laughs) is something that is it's just so good. It's so good to do that. And it doesn't even have to be something you would see as a creative discipline. Like maybe you don't feel like an artist at all, but there's probably something that you enjoy, whether Mm -hmm. it's you enjoy reading or you enjoy hiking or you enjoy, you know, any of those other things that I think those all kind of roll into the same zone for me as far as how to you know, have a healthy soul that you're, you just feel alive, you know, because of some of the activities that you make time for in your schedule. hmm
1: I think about, I, I've been thinking about a lot the, um, the image of God on us lately. And if God created us in His image, then that sort of by definition means that we are also um, inherently creative, however that expresses itself. Like um, I got a degree in Math and I was intensely creative within that, writing proofs and figuring stuff out, um, and it was just a lot of fun. So I I feel like there's there's like a divine satisfaction when we are accurately mirroring the image of God, mm-hmm. um, and so I feel like there's in addition to it just being fun to create, that's where I think it it really does touch our souls um, yeah. because we're we're doing something that we are. Made to do. Well,
0: what are some practical ways that you make time to be creative or invite your kids into what you're doing? Because I think there's some things that require time away or, mm-hmm. you know, dedicated space. And then there are some things that we can have our kids along for the ride with
2: us. For me, something that has been really helpful is communicating with my spouse and mm-hmm. kind of explaining, like, I need this time or I really want to work on this project or Like, here's this need that I have to engage in this creative outlet. Um, Mm -hmm. And so then together we can see like, okay, well, Saturday morning, he's home from work and he didn't have any plans. So that's a good time that I can lock myself in my room and write or or go in the garage and be painting a piece of furniture. And so kind of scheduling that out, I think it's good for me because then instead of feeling like, ah, I can't get to this or I don't have time or I keep being interrupted, I know that I'm going to have that block yeah relatively uninterrupted Mm -hmm. time where he's kind of on duty um so that just communicating that I have that need has been really helpful for me and and then just finding things I think a lot of creative things that are really simple and um kind of give you a little bit of a creative outlet without using all your brain power or (laughs) Um, craft things that I can do in the evening when we're watching a movie together or um, Mm -hmm. yeah or while my kids coloring I can be working on painting or something so for me, it's more like writing and things like that that really engage my whole brain and I need the quiet and alone time.
1: Well, first of all, I'm super bad at it. I try and do the wrong kinds of creating when my kids are like up and around me. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll be there trying to write and my kids will be like tapping my arm. Hey mom, hey mom, hey mom. And I'm like, oh, go <laughs> um, it's just It's just a poor choice. <laughs> um, and then sometimes when I do have time by myself, I pick weird weird things that I could definitely be doing when the kids are up. I dabble in hand lettering and every time I do it when I'm alone, I'm like, I could totally do this while the girls do their handwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I have yet to think of that. A couple of the practical things that we've done so that I can get some like dedicated mental space for creativity is we, we call them process nights because we're super creative like that. So my husband and I will just swap Monday nights. One of us stays home with the kids and one of us goes out or locks ourselves in our room. And usually I think he, he tends to read on his nights and I do a variety of things. Sometimes I read, sometimes I write, sometimes I do whatever else. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been a really productive and useful thing to do. And then recently I've started one morning a week going to bed really early the night before mm-hmm. and getting up dupe early and driving across town to the one freestanding Starbucks we have that just opened, hallelujah, mm-hmm. and working there for a while. I actually have a friend who's also who's also a writer, and she and I will sit and write quietly beside each other, introverting together. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think those are all good ideas. And for me, I think it took me a number of years to realize how much time is available in a day. And Mm -hmm. how many distractions that there are and not just like kid distractions, but just like our phones (laughs) and the ways that we leak energy and leak time into places that are just not high priorities, but because they're not really dealt with or put in their right place, that time is just siphoned away. (laughs) And so as I've had more children and as my plate has become fuller over the years, I have had to get a lot more creative about how to fit my time. And I feel like one of the things is just, um, I think I mentioned this on another podcast episode recently even, um, just making a plan the night before for what the next day is going to look mm-hmm. like. And I always try to include at least one or two things that are just kind of my creative stuff on top of like whatever the household things that need to be done and that kind of thing. And also, I just really try to look for ways to get rid of distractions. I don't really watch TV very much because I would so much rather be writing or be doing something else that is that creativity, soul feeding kind of stuff. And so it's just a little bit funny because I have so many people who are like, have you watched this show or have you watched that show? Or, and I'm like, I don't even know what movies are out. I don't know what shows are oh, out.
1: Emily, so with you. <laughs> it's
0: just kind of like- <laughs> So behind. And it's, you know, I don't think it's bad to love watching shows or to use those- Methods of decompressing from the day. It's just for me, I mean, I used to do it a lot more, and then I would be so frustrated that I didn't have time to do something I really wanted to accomplish for that day. And so I think sometimes we just have to decide what kind of place we want. Creativity to have in the course of a day because I have found lots of time to do lots of things that I want to do, even with the crazy schedule and the crazy family that I have. And um, it just means I have to sacrifice some other things like my pop culture knowledge that is at all current in any way.
1: <laughs> so I'm super good with like 90s contemporary Christian music. Ask me anything.
2: <laughs> right. Nap time is a huge time for me. I know when you yes. get older, there probably won't be a nap time, but I'm hoping to get some kind of quiet rest period during the day because that's like my time that I wait for all day long. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: I, I haven't had anybody napping for at least two years. <laughs> so it's just like... What's funny is that transition, I think, is hard when you're used to, like, nap time being the time. And at this point, I don't miss it. It's okay for me to not have nap time because I have found other pockets of time or other ways of just managing what all of my kids are doing. And they love to be creative as well, which is one thing that helps. I mean, I think... If you have a mom that you stay home with all day long who's creative, you're going to have some kind of creative bench, I think. Um, But if I just really... I'm trying to carve out some space in our afternoon. When I want to do something creative, I set them up with a project and say, hey guys, we're doing this for the next hour. Don't ask me for food. Don't ask me for the TV. Don't ask me (laughs) for anything else. You just do your activity. And if you get tired of that, you can go read a book. You can go take a rest, whatever you like. And just kind of setting those boundaries as this is important to us as a family and providing opportunities for them. They're not usually doing the same thing that I'm doing because at this point um, I just like to keep the delineation between my own projects and theirs. But I do look for ways to set them up with something they might enjoy doing. And probably my most recent win in this category is um, I did this with my older daughter when she was younger, but she just she didn't want to follow my directions. She didn't want to do it my way. She's like, yeah, no thanks, Mom. I'm do it this way. But my now four-year-old turning five, um, she's probably already going to be five by the time this airs, but I got her uh, just a plastic canvas sheet from Joanne Fabrics, which is like, I don't know, 70 cents or something if you buy it. you can cut it into a shape or just leave it square. I cut hers into a smaller rectangle than what you buy and just got her embroidery thread and a Mm -hmm. tapestry needle. And I showed her how to make X's and kind of do a basic cross stitch kind of thing with some different colors. And she has sat, I mean, this kid is four, almost five (laughs) and she will sit and work on it for an hour and she'll be so excited and proud to come and show me when she's done and it's just been an unexpected okay she really enjoys that and that was a win and you know, just seeing that there are ways that we can engage our kids in creativity as well. I think is really cool.
1: Yeah, I've done that actually with the girls with old flower sack towels too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, they, they, went, they went through a phase where they did it a lot. They haven't in a long time, but.
0: One thing I just wanted to mention is that it can be such a challenge as a mom to feel like you know how to involve creativity in your life. And I'm just thinking of the moms who maybe don't feel like they have, a real defined creative outlet. And I guess the thing that I just wanted to say about that is that just being willing to try something new and see if you like Mm -hmm. it, I think can be really helpful because if you're not someone who already feels like you're a super good cook or you love to bake or you love to sew or you love to whatever the thing might be, the way that I have found my passions and found what I like to do has really just been by... I'll give that a try, <laughs> you know, and there right. are definitely some things that have been like, yeah, I don't really feel like I want to do that again. <laughs> so <laughs> it, to me, instead of being a failure, that feels like, uh, well, I tried it and it's not a fit. And I'm just curious if you guys have ever tried something creatively
2: that you're just like, that wasn't my cup of tea or anything like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, yeah, just having that openness to try new things is, is so good, but it can be hard when you're a mom and your time is does feel limited. Um, to want to like jump into something if you're afraid that you're going to waste your time. Um, so I've tried a couple different business ideas in the last couple of years that just kind of didn't work. And um, mm-hmm. and at first I was tempted to be kind of bummed because I had wasted my time, and then I realized, like you were saying earlier, that really everything can teach us something and come into play later with mm-hmm. something that we love and we just don't know. So Um, Yeah, just being unafraid to try new things and whether it's a failure, quote unquote, or not, um, Mm -hmm. it's going to do something for your brain and just give you a good break or give you something fun to look forward to or work on. So I don't think even if it doesn't turn out to be something you love, I don't think it's ever going to be really wasted.
1: Yeah. And I think I I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I've done that I've been like, no, I feel like I go through phases. Like I scrapbooked for a long time, still super duper love it, but I don't have the space to leave out the stuff and it just takes too much. So I got rid of all my scrapbooking stuff about the time babies came. Unfortunate. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, I used to, used to knit and I don't anymore. And, Um, I went through a very short phase of Bible journaling and I still have that and it was fun, but it's just not a thing that I've had time for lately. Um, So there's, I I feel like I just, I just cycle through some stuff. There's some constant things. Photography has been pretty constant. Singing has been lifelong. Mm -hmm. Um, Writing has been lifelong, but there's a bunch of like, currently I'm in a, in a phase where I'm trying to do hand lettering like you, like just trying Mm -hmm. stuff out. Yeah. And and that's fine. And if I wind up putting it down and that's not my thing, also fine.
0: Yeah. And I think just my main point in highlighting this is that I think are sometimes people are afraid to try something because they might not be good at it. And I have well, to I'm say, at lots there's of nothing <laughs> that I have tried for the first time that I was like instantly awesome at. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> there are things that I've tried and thought, you know, that was kind of fun. I want to do it again. Or things that I tried and I didn't really enjoy them and I might not do them again, um, but just to not be afraid to try I think would be a good step forward for someone who doesn't feel like they quite know what their creativity outlet might be Mm -hmm. and um, so anyway as we wrap up I would love to just let you have just a couple more thoughts on um, what encouragement you might give to moms who are really craving creative space or a creative outlet for themselves in the season that they're in just do it (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I mean, even if it means sticking your kids in front of the TV for half an hour so you can try something, um, mm-hmm. I think it's an important part of self-care and it's worth investing in.
1: And really, you can you can start super small. Um, you can go Google adult coloring pages. It won't get you anything bad. Um, <laughs> you know, if you flower coloring pages and then you can they're little like modifiers and you click on adult and yeah. grab your kids crayons and color away and like just It doesn't have to be super high investment of either time or resources. And it's worth just doing just to just to get yourself back in the practice.
0: Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I hope that moms who listen to this episode will just have some ideas sparked and and something to follow up on as they think about creativity in their own lives. And uh if you guys could just maybe leave your websites with us so that any moms who want to follow up with you can find you online. Yeah. Um
2: so best place to go for me is alexdaviesliving.com. Mm-hmm. And if you go there there's actually a free creativity quiz to find out oh, how very nice.
1: Perfect. And I am um, I I blog not super regularly right now at um Robin dchapman.com or you can find me on Instagram um, just at robin.chapman
0: Today, we're jumping into the topic of creativity and passion and purpose as we are navigating the Healthy Soul series on Kindred Mom this Month. And I'm really pleased to have two special guests with me who are going to share a little bit about their experience with just following their passions and finding their purpose in the midst of their motherhood journeys. And so I'd love to welcome Alana Dawson and Amber Salas.
4: Yeah, we're so excited to be here. Thanks for having us, Emily.
0: Yes. Yeah, well, I'm just really excited to have you both because I know that you are really champions for women, finding a sense of joy and purpose in the things that call to their hearts. And I would love for you both to introduce yourselves a little bit about your family. And then, of course, tell us about the project that you work on together. Sure. Yeah.
4: Well, I'll I'll start. I'm Alana Dawson. I started Mom Wants More podcast about a year ago and Mm -hmm. had Amber on as a guest last spring. And we had so much fun. I said, Amber, will you come back and join me to be a summer co-host? And she graciously accepted. And we Mm -hmm. had a blast. And then after that, I said, hey, do you want to come on full time? And she said, yes. So Mm -hmm. um, we we love what we get to do. We like to encourage and inspire and empower women to just step in to their purpose um, and live their creative life right now, however that looks like for them in their right now life. So I'm a mom. I have two daughters. I'm a military spouse. And that's kind of the short version. Amber, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I love, Alana, how you always say that I graciously accepted your invitation because I feel like the invitation itself was great. <laughs> it was gracious. <laughs> Alana was a very <laughs> brave soul to <laughs> invite me into this. But we are just having so much fun and we're both so passionate about encouraging moms not to wait for a convenient time that may not exist. Mm-hmm. I think, you know. Even in limiting seasons of limited time or support or money or whatever, there's always small ways that we can be creative because, you know, you're always you. I'm always me. And God wired us to bring like that unique brand of creativity to the world. So we're super passionate about that. That's what we talk about all the time on our podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm also a mom. I have two kiddos. Uh, My daughter, Bella, is 12. My son, Jackson, is nine. So I do most of my creative work while they're at school. (laughs) Well, I'm so glad to have you both
0: because I think that this is a topic that really hits home for a lot of moms feeling that they just can't make time or don't have the clarity or the direction that they would want mm. if they were wanting to pursue something that is really life-giving for them. And for myself, you know, my my house is full and busy and I think that if I was waiting for a convenient time, like you mentioned just a couple minutes ago, there would be no convenient time. But because of how much I want to pursue the things that are on my heart and mind, I've gotten very, very creative at how to accomplish that because I don't have kids who go to school and the pockets of time available to me to do some of the things that I want to do are just quirky and random and scattered throughout the day and five minutes here, five minutes and it's there. And so I'd love for you guys to just talk about how it is that you stepped into the things that bring you joy Um either in this season or the seasons before when your kids were a little bit younger?
3: Yeah. Um, for me, it's been a really interesting journey. I mean, I hate to use the word journey. <laughs> I feel like yeah. it's so overused, but I don't have a better yeah. uh, better option at the moment. So it, it was interesting for me because my whole life, I really genuinely thought that I was not a creative person. Like, I don't like to craft and I can't really sing and I don't dance. And like I just kind of always put art in a box. And when I didn't see my own skills fitting into that box, I just kind of thought, you know, like that was a thing I would say all the time. Like, well, I'm just not creative and Mm -hmm. I wasn't even really mad about it. Yeah. (laughs) But it was, it was really such a lie that I was believing. And so for me, it was kind of an interesting season as my little toddler kids began to get bigger and they did start going off to school and I had a little bit more margin to really pay attention and and lean into like, what are the things that make me come alive? Mm -hmm. Like, what else is it that I get excited about doing? And so I, you know, I've always loved to write. I've always loved to build community. I've always loved health and fitness. And so it was like, I just had this little bit of margin that I started to pay attention to those things. And then, intentionally move towards them, but in very small ways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I started a blog, but I was so nervous and awkward and uncomfortable with the whole thing that I would like write a piece and then hit publish and then like go back and delete it. (laughs) I don't want anybody to read this. And so for me, it's been a bunch of incremental small steps that have like sort of led me to where I am now where I'm a blogger and I'm working on a book proposal. And then now I'm a podcaster mm-hmm. and I'm a fitness coach. And so it's just sort of been a really gradual thing mm-hmm. for me. What about you, Alana?
4: You know, my story is a little is a little different. I had in December of 2015, I woke up one night, my husband rushed me to the ER. I was in all kinds of pain. I didn't know what was happening. I honestly thought I was having a heart attack. And it turned out that I had a um, pulmonary embolism, which Emily, Emily mm-hmm. you know what that's like. You've shared that you had one in September. Mm -hmm. And so it's scary. And from that near death experience, I just realized like all these things that I had been putting off, you know, till tomorrow, all the things that I said, well, I'll do that when my husband's out of the military, I'll do that once we're stationed somewhere longer than 20 months, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll do that later. And I kind of had this wake up call where I just I had this conversation with the Lord mm-hmm. and you know God just said, "Hey, you don't get a guarantee of tomorrow. Let's do it now." And so that my wake up call was kind of big and bold and crazy and I did. I went home and I recovered and and I got after it. Mm-hmm. I I kind of went full force ahead into what I felt like God was calling me to do. And I think that's a thing. I think we think that at least for me, I've always thought, well, when I have my ducks in a row, Mm -hmm. when there's more money in the bank account, right? When all these things line up Mm -hmm. at the perfect time, I'll step into that. But there's never enough time. I mean, it doesn't matter what season we're in, whether you have babies or toddlers or school age kids, or now even, you know, grown adults, like Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. We we never have enough time. So what I found is if I can be really intentional mm-hmm. about the time I do have and schedule mm-hmm. it out, then I can do those things that bring me, bring me joy. You know, I, I heard a podcast episode recently, and the, they asked the question, uh, when do you read? Mm-hmm. And so lots of the listeners answered this question over on Instagram. And so I went and read them. And I I was so interested to find out. I was shocked really that the majority of the people said that they read like in little bits here and there. Mm -hmm. And it just was this aha moment of like, that's exactly how we can live out our creative lives and pursue our passions is in those little pockets of time, whatever they may look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think
0: that's so true. And it is really tricky when you have something that's as big as your very scary diagnosis, which I have also been navigating these last few months of just a lot of feelings and layers of understanding that there are no guarantees for, more days or different seasons than what we're in and for me I don't want that to be something that makes me fearful of that I might not have tomorrow or I might not have next year or I might not be able to do some of the things that really can't be done right now but I do think that it just gives us a different perspective on making use of the time that we do have in our hands right now and Uh, For me, it's been really wild as I added children to my family, one after another after another, (laughs) to just see (laughs) that, like, yes, the plate gets a little bit more full, but I also find more. Time and more strategies to do the things that I want to do because I'm doing more now as a creative person than I did when I had one child, for sure. And just seeing where we leak time in places that are not really where we want to give our time is one of the things that I think is important in just. How you can step forward as someone who's doing things that make you come alive and make you feel a sense of purpose. And one of the things that um, I would love for you guys to just talk about is just the barriers that come in moms wanting to pursue their passions. It seems like there's a lot of reasons to not do the brave, scary things. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know i just i would love to start opening that conversation and see if we can put our finger on what are the things that keep us from Having like the gumption to move forward with something that really is going to
3: be so life-giving. Mm. I
0: think a huge
3: one, I mean, obviously there's a million logistical sort of barriers that pop into mm-hmm. my mind of time and all of that. But I think in order to even be willing to overcome those hurdles, we first have to acknowledge the value in pursuing our passions, mm-hmm. which as moms can be so hard because- I mean, mom guilt is such a real thing. And I think there's this voice in the back of our head that's telling us, God doesn't really care about like how much I love to bake or organize or whatever the thing is that that gets you Mm -hmm. excited creatively, which can be a million different things. It's so easy to overlook that or maybe dismiss it as selfish or frivolous or not important. But truly, I think that, there's purpose in our mm-hmm. passions. I think God wired us each to process and contribute to the world around us in a very unique way. And I think when we lean into that, it's it can be a form of worship even. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, like the first step was even being willing to, to value that I mean, as moms, like we're so good about encouraging our children to play and to figure out who they are and to pursue their, you know, the things that they love and to try and fail so often forgetting that God still wants the same thing for us.
4: Yeah, I think for me, and I would hope that a lot of the listeners, a lot of your listeners, Mm -hmm. Emily could relate is that I waited for so long for somebody to say like, Hey, why don't you do that? You know like mm-hmm. I see this in you, why don't you step into that? And we get hung up on this idea of like somebody giving us permission. And I think a big thing is that we don't need permission. Mm-hmm. Um it's already inside you. Whatever whatever that thing looks like for you, um you're and you're really kind of the only one that can write that permission slip. Like take out your pen, sister, and sign <laughs> it cuz you should get going. I think the other thing for moms is we worry that it's what Amber started to, she touched on the guilt issue, like, that if we're pouring ourselves out into something else, then we maybe we won't be the best mom, or maybe we won't be the best wife. Um, And I found that to be such a lie in my own life, probably one of my biggest Surprises and greatest rewards of this whole process of stepping into writing and podcasting and and pursuing my passions is that it's had such a positive effect on my Mm -hmm. girls. Like that, I see them watching me and it's giving them permission to say, Okay, well, gosh, mom's doing that. Maybe I can Mm -hmm. do this. Or just the other day, my youngest daughter approached me and she said, Mom, do you think if I save up enough money, I can get a GoPro. I think I want to be a YouTuber. And so we had some co- some conversation about YouTube and <laughs> why she wants to do with that. But I'm just so glad that they've been able to see see from watching me that they can do that. And so I think that's another hang up for moms is just the guilt that comes with it and we don't have to be guilty. Um, or feel guilty we we can really you know see it as a positive thing and and, and as a positive effect on our kids
0: mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, and I think too with kids they learn a lot by watching and not just by what we tell them like if we tell them you know you can pursue whatever you're interested in but they don't ever see us doing that it's I think it, it doesn't really sink in. I see my oldest daughter. She sits in her room. She has a little table set up where she keeps her nail polish and some of her other things that are more the early teeny bopper things <laughs> that is new yeah. territory for us. <laughs> and just the other day, she was pretending like she was hosting a podcast. And I was like, oh, well, isn't that so fun? Like, Oh, and my gosh. She's 12. So, you know, so she She could step into something like that, you know, reasonably soon if she really wanted to. But just seeing how we model what we're doing to them and that that courage is contagious. And just, I don't know, I love hearing their ideas and their plans for things that they want to do in the future. And I just think that's something that's not as easy to plant in their hearts if they don't see us also doing things that are bringing us joy. And Mm -hmm. I guess the one thing I wanted to say about this is that, you know, for me, I haven't found as much joy in doing creative things until I started understanding the relationship between what my creativity, where it should be versus my core family priorities. Because I think a long stretch of time with my younger, when my babies were a lot littler, I just kind of wanted to escape motherhood and go do the creative stuff. And as time has Mm -hmm. gone on and as our lives have shaped into what it is right now, like I can't escape. I have to do things where a family priority is here in the center. And then what I can tuck around that and all the things I can eliminate that are not essential, that are not on our our top priority list are how I make space for doing something like this. And just Mm -hmm. seeing that What I don't want to advocate is that mothers should just throw everything else out the window and do what you want to do because we have to be responsible. We have responsibilities and things that will need our attention while our kids are at home with us. But. It doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that they can't coexist if we're able to have some clarity about what are the most important things in our family, and then what are the most important Mm -hmm. things that we can fit around those core
4: priorities and that they both can fit. Yeah, I think it's so important that we don't compartmentalize, you know, here's motherhood, Mm -hmm. here's marriage, Mm -hmm. here's what we want to do with our time, Mm -hmm. right? And I think it takes kind of a shift of perspective. And that's something I've been going through for the past three years, you know, is, is to see that our passions and our purpose can be lived out and intertwined in our everyday living. I mean, I bet if we took a lot look at our lives, uh, you know, what you're already doing with your kids mm-hmm. is probably something that you would like to pursue. You know, I love mm-hmm. baking and I, I brought my girls into that at a really young age, probably maybe younger than I, you know, should have had them up there mixing with me. But, but it, I think you can instead of compartmentalizing those things, I think we can pour them all in one big bowl and we can mix them up. And I think we'll find that that you know they taste pretty darn good all together. Wow. Um, that's kind of a weird analogy, but um, I, let's just keep going with it. Like I was just going to say
3: it's so true what you said that, you know, whatever your natural creative bent is, you're probably already – doing that thing in some capacity. Um, but so often we overlook the things that come naturally to us because mm-hmm. they come naturally to us mm-hmm. and we just assume like, oh, well, this isn't that big of a deal or maybe this is easy for everybody. or but really, I think there's so many clues hidden in there of like what are the things that we turn to? you know, when there's no agenda, when there's no pressure, when there's no audience or maybe even mm-hmm. particular end goal, it's like what things we find ourselves doing for fun or to relax or find ourselves doing with our kids. There's clues, you know, if we follow those crumbs, they'll lead us to uncovering what our passions are. And that doesn't always mean some big, huge life shift or starting some big project or business. Yeah. And it may, it might be, you know, But it might just be honoring sort of like those slower rhythms of the way that we're already doing those Mm -hmm. things and just valuing it
4: and making a little bit more time for it. And Emily, I think you brought up another important point when you were talking about, we always say on our show, every yes has a no. And so Mm -hmm. as moms, I think that's a a big, big hurdle, right? Is if we want a clear space, Mm -hmm. you know, to be more creative and to live out our purpose and passion then we need to be brave enough to say no to the things that don't align with that
2: Mm -hmm. and
4: don't align with our family. You know, we, we never want to say that you need to be more than just a mom. We, we fully believe that, um, that being a mom is for me, it's the greatest and biggest passion Mm -hmm. in my life, but it's not the only passion. And so, you know, saying no to things and being, getting really clear on what it is that you do want to do in your life, um, I think can help then prioritize and rearrange so that you can, you can make space for that. I think
0: having your priorities clear and When you have a sense of this is my purpose, this is what I'm committed to, these are the things that fall to the top of my list every time, that it's easier to combat the things we feel like we should be doing. Like I should be volunteering here, or I should be, you know, doing this thing for that person Mm -hmm. over there. And I just think should, in air quotes, is something that we have to investigate every time. Every time I feel like I should be doing something, I need to step back and evaluate, do I actually need to be doing this? Or am I just feeling a sense of obligation that is compelling me to commit my time in places that I don't have it to give? And I just think with the culture that we live in with excess and abundance and more and advancement and all these other things that we just feel like we should have more to show for the day, for the year, for, you know, like that we're doing all the things all the time. And just like you said, having to say no to some things in order to say yes to others. I think that's why it's, it's, really part of having a healthy soul as a mom is being able to figure out the things that really are draining our energy. And now we got to be a little bit careful about that because the dishes, man, they suck my energy. So, But actually in my household with the ages that my kids are right now, that is a shared burden. I mean, I honestly will call the kids in one by one and say, all right, 10 dishes, you right now. And that way, at least 10 mm-hmm. of the dishes are gone when I, and usually, I mean, I, I go through all <laughs> four of the older ones who can reach the sink right now. And by the time I start on cleaning the kitchen, 40 dishes are out of my way. And it's just, it's just a, a great situation right now.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, that is. I love that you touched earlier on. Saying, I think Emily, you said that you have to be creative with how you are creative, <laughs> and sounds like the dishes. Like that's a perfect example of it's okay to be creative even in how we approach yeah. this. Like it's okay to look at our our homes and our towns and even our car with fresh eyes and be like, how can I use this space? Maybe it's going for a drive for mm-hmm. fifteen minutes while the kids are buckled in, <laughs> and letting yourself have some creative vision planning or. Uh, you know, just being creative with, with how we find time and how we approach it even. I think cutting things
0: out that we don't really, I mean, for me, it's TV. I just don't watch TV. And I know some people love watching their shows and that's a really great time to decompress, but I would so rather write or schedule a podcast episode recording or, um, you know, so just seeing that aside from a few exceptions, like I'll watch a movie with my family, but as a general rule of thumb like my extraneous time that isn't committed elsewhere I have some clarity about what I would want to use that time for and so just having a plan for how you want to use the little pockets my other favorite little bit of time is when stuff is cooking on the stove for dinner because usually I've gotten my kids occupied with Mm -hmm. something so I can make dinner but then the dinner's cooking and it doesn't need me to be right there every second (laughs) And I just keep a notebook Mm -hmm. there and I jot down ideas or make a list for what I need to do the next day or um, it's just, it ends up being a relatively productive time that just kind of seems like it arrived out of nowhere. (laughs) So...
1: Yeah, I love
4: when that happens, right? When you can get a system down that allows you to step into those because that's really maxing out, you know, and living your best life. Let's be real is when we can get into all those little pockets of time to make them work for us.
0: Well, ladies, I would love for you to just share a little bit more about your show just because I feel like it would be such a great fit for women who are resonating with this part of our conversation. And I would love for them to just know more about what you talk about and what um, what you champion
4: over on the Mom Wants More podcast. Sure. So our podcast is called the Mom Wants More podcast. And like I mentioned earlier, Amber and I have on uh, guests And who come on and talk to us and inspire us about how they are living out and pursuing their passions in the middle of their right now life. And then we have duo episodes where Amber and I just chat about a topic that's relevant to doing that and really practical. Um, We love that. We love that we get down kind of to the nitty, nitty gritty of how we can really get our hands dirty and jump in. Then we kind of, we started a new thing. Uh, this past in January, where at the end of the month, we give you a little bit of a behind the scenes to how we're living that out in our own lives. So we would love for you guys to come Mm -hmm. join us and listen. You can get follow us over on Instagram. We're at the mom wants more podcast. That's Mm -hmm. where we hang out the most. Our website is Let's see if I can get this right, Amber. www.themomwantsmorepodcast.com. I have sometimes mm, tripped yes. over those W's. There's a lot of them, um, and then we also have a Facebook community, and you can join us there if you prefer Facebook. And that's the Mom Wants More podcast
0: well thank you ladies so much for being here and i hope that our listeners will check out what you're doing because i think it's wonderful and i'm so glad to have the wonderful online friendship that we do it's been really great watching your journey as your podcast has been established and uh, just seeing how you're encouraging women in such practical ways
3: oh same to you emily thank you so much for having us thanks so
4: much emily bye-bye